Welcome to episode 75 of Paws, Claws and Wet Noses, the vet podcast celebrating all creatures, great and small, and the fantabulous professionals who look after them all. I'm your show host, Julie South. Being interviewed for your first job straight out of university isn't the same as being interviewed for your second or your third job. Of course, that's provided you don't quit your first job in the first year or so. Because if that happens, that involves a few different responses because your interviewer will be wondering why you're leaving so soon after you've started. Today, We're going to go through 11 questions for new grads to ask at their first job interview and for clinics to think about when they're interviewing new grads. These 11 questions apply pretty much equally to vets, nurses and techs. An old vet told my father when he was a student in Glasgow, he said, uh, if you want to be a success in veterinary practice, Just keep the bowels open and trust the rest to God. Nutrition's not an opinion, it's a science. They called me that weird herbal needle vet, and I I just remember thinking, well, I'm still going to do it, because I know it works, and I've got the research to back it. From reminiscences of the real James Herriot's son, to pet nutrition, to acupuncture, the Vet Podcast discusses current animal health issues from around the world. I'm veterinarian Brian Gregor from New Zealand. Just search for the Vet Podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. If you're a new grad, understand that all clinics will talk themselves up. And that's the right thing to do because no one wants to work for an employer that doesn't think very much of itself. So expect to hear good stuff, talked up stuff. I'd even dare to suggest that you want the clinic to talk itself up. I remember back in the day when I was working for telecom, and if you've never heard of telecom, that's Spark's predecessor. Yes, I'm showing my age. Every time telecom's annual or half-yearly profit report and share price announcements were made, we were inundated with customers slamming us for working for a company that made such a huge profit. Whenever I got to speak to someone taking a dig at us in that way, I always asked them what type of company they'd prefer to work for, a successful one or one that struggled to pay its bills. So that's something for you to think about too. What type of vet clinic would you like to work for? One that has confidence in what it does and talks itself up, or one that doesn't have much faith in its abilities and maybe struggles to pay its bills and or its team. Now just to clarify, what I'm not saying is that it's okay to make a profit at the expense of your staff. That's absolutely not what I'm saying at all, not one bit, but If you do want to work for a clinic that can pay its bills and recognises the talent that work there in the way that's meaningful for that person, then carry on listening because I'll give you some questions that that you can answer that will help you find out those clinics because I hope that's the type of clinic that you'd like to, to work for. Now, be aware that as new grads, you're going to have a slew of clinics knocking at your door. And just for the record, yes, and full disclosure here of my vested interest, my professional recommendation, actually not just for new grads, but for any 
job seekers is that you get yourself an agent. Here's why though, especially for new grads, because you don't have the industry experience to know which clinics have a history of promising the earth and delivering nothing, or which ones have a history of starting out with a hisner rule with their new grads, and then they kind of drop the ball when life gets in the way. You also don't have the experience to look out for when a clinic sends you a 30-page employment contract to sign and they want it signed yesterday. Likewise, because you don't have this experience, not only do you not know what to look out for, you don't know what's meant to be there but isn't. It doesn't have to be us, it doesn't have to be vet staff, but it needs to be someone who knows the sector, who knows the great clinics from the not so great ones, who knows those clinics that hide their lights under bushels, who knows New Zealand employment law and your right and who knows how to negotiate. Just so you know, Vet Staff is New Zealand's only recruitment agent agency that's full service. This means that we're working with you right from the get-go. From the moment you send us your CV, we hold on to it until you start, and we work with you until you start at the clinic. Now, why is that such a big deal? Well, it's because other recruitment agencies, as soon as you send them your CV, All they do is send it on to the vet clinic and let the vet clinic take it from there. They've done all they're going to do, which is to flick your CV on. Whereas with vet staff, with us, we're working with you every single step of the way. So before you attend any job interview, before you even ask about the possibility of working for a clinic you're on placement with, find yourself a trusted reputable agent and then let the clinic know that you're working with an agent that's the first test the clinics that are happy for you to use an agent a third party provided it's not your grandma unless your grandma is a first class lawyer are clinics that have your interests at heart What they'll do is they will tell you that using a recruitment agency, that they'd far rather invest the money they spend on us, on our fee, on you. But guess what? They don't. I've never yet come across a new grad that's had the equivalent of our fee reinvested into their career, either by way of a better salary or some other wow benefit. And I don't mean super high CPD. Because very rarely do you get to use a lot of CPD dollars. So it's a line that they'll feed you that they'd far rather reinvest our fee into you. Which means if they're not prepared to invest in you because you want to use an agency, what else are, they, are you going to have to argue your case for going forward? This means if you want a third party like vet staff to represent you, you need to do it right at the beginning. Because like I said earlier, before you have any discussions about jobs at any level, you need to let the clinic know that. Righty, now that you know why it's beneficial for you to be professionally represented, let's get down to the types of questions I recommend new grads ask of their first employer at the job interview. 
First up, question number one. These aren't necessarily in any order of priority, but you do need to know the answers to them. So number one, support. What does that look like? You need to know what it looks like because it's more than straight mentorship. It's about the clinic. It's about knowing that the clinic won't expect you to whiz through a 15-minute consult in 15 minutes on your first day. You'll need to know that you'll have support through your early day surgeries. It means you know which vet is your go-to person when you need an answer in a hurry. It means you know what formal catch-up sessions you'll have, if any, each week. And what will those look like? Will they be dedicated and focused meetings specifically for you to talk about your week that's just been, your concerns, your experiences, your questions, lessons, etc. that you've experienced firsthand? Or will it be some quick, oh by the way, type of get together over a rushed coffee or water bottle fill up at the water caller? Another really, question number two, another really vague term that you need to know the terms of reference for is reasonable time, in air quotes, reasonable time. What does reasonable time mean to the clinic? Because they'll they'll give you answers. You'll ask a question, they'll say, you know, reasonable time will do. Well, what does reasonable time mean to this clinic? Because their definition of reasonable time might be at odds with your definition, especially if you are one of these vets who needs to, or your personality type needs to have every single I dotted and T crossed, and you need to check it three times. That might be at odds with their definition of reasonable time. How long will they expect you to have mastered those 15 minutes consults? If they ask, answer reasonable time, ask them for more info. Who knows? The person interviewing you could have mastered 15 minute consults in two months or one week, whatever it was. Whereas you might feel that you need a bit longer. So ask. Ask them how long it's taken other new grads to master 15 minute or 20 minute or even 10 minutes because there are clinics out there that have 10 minute consults. So make sure you know. And what happens if you take longer than the average? What's their process for managing that, for supporting you through that? You need to know whether unrealistic expectations are being placed on you or not. Next thing you need to know is about soul charge. How long will it be before they expect you to be comfortable being soul charge? And then what might that look like? Are you going to be thrown into the deep end and expected to do a whole midweek day by yourself straight up? Or will they ease you into things with a Saturday morning? And then who's going to be your backup? when you are there, soul charge. Who's going to be on the other end of the phone for you? The same for after hours and on call. Who's going to be at the end of the phone when you need help? What steps are in place to make sure that this happens? I've heard stories of new grads who have had to make multiple phone calls before somebody actually answered their call. That's not what support is all about. You want to know that your back is covered. 
The next question that you need to ask about is what a typical working day looks like. How organised are things, things being in quotes? Is there catch-up time and break time factored into schedules, into vet schedules, even into nurses' schedules? How secure is that time? How formal is it? How locked in place is it? Or does that time get overwritten when whoever is answering the fo- answering the phones doesn't have the mental energy because they're so tired to turn away another patient? This is all part of a clinic's culture and you need to know what you're going into ahead of time. What about the roster? What does that look like? How often will you be on call and when is that going to kick in with you doing it solo? Who has the after hours phone? Is it you or the on-call nurse? Obviously, this isn't going to happen where after hours hospitals are available for companion animal vets in the bigger cities. But if your dream right now is largies or mixed, then you're going to need to know how often you're going to be on call. Coupled with that is what about recovery and rest after you've been on call. Believe it or not, there are clinics that dock a vet's pay if they turn up later in the morning and the start after being on call all night. This isn't something they're going to tell you at a job interview, but it should be written in the small part of your employment agreement if you know what you're looking for. So that's why you need an agent. Surgery. The only way to get better at something is to do more of it. So you need to know how much surgical experience and exposure you're going to get. What time do they expect you to do spays in? And how long will they expect you to master a spay? Because that's probably what you'll be doing straight up. What about bitch spays? What support are you going to have while you're in surgery? You don't want to be that new grad that experienced vets moan about because it takes you too long to spay. So ask other employees. Ask if you can speak to other employees about what it's like working there, especially any new grads where this was their first vet clinic job straight out of straight out of Massey or wherever they've come from. In saying that, it's important for you to keep in mind that employee testimonials are by their very nature subjective. So do your best to get a few people to talk to. You want cross sections. If everybody's on the same page, then what you're hearing is probably reasonably accurate. But if you're hearing from two opposite ends of the spectrum, you need to have more input from other people. Like I said, employee testimonials are subjective. Remember also that not everyone is capable of seeing the rainbow when it rains. Not everyone is cup half full. You need to know where you are on that spectrum. Are you generally a pessimistic or an optimistic person? And then you need to overlay your filter with others' experiences. Next question, why the vacancy? This may seem like a dumb question to ask when we're in the throes of a shortage of veterinary professionals, but believe it or not, there are some clinics that are right now, as I'm recording this pre-Easter 2022, 
There are clinics who are that are fully staffed. So don't make assumptions. Ask the question, why is there a vacancy? With that, it's also helpful to know how long the average new grad stays at this clinic. If they don't know the answer to that, if the interviewing person doesn't know the answer, I'll hazard to say that possibly staff retention isn't high on their list of priorities. And if staff retention isn't high, then they'll have a major attitudinal problem on their hands, which will become your problem before too long. You need to know, as I keep saying, that the clinic you're going to has got your back. And having your back means they want you to stay for the long term, for the long haul. What, next question, what are their goals for new grads? Is there a career progression plan in place for you to work your way through as you develop and expand and your skills get better. Coupled with this is the opportunity for the clinic to share what training and development programs they've implemented. Do these light you up? Is it what you want for you? How will your performance be evaluated? You want more than annual performance reviews. In fact, you want regular formal performance reviews and evaluations. And these need to be more than the, oh, by the way, let's catch up over a cup of coffee type catch up that I mentioned earlier on. I believe it's important that the clinic you're working for takes as much interest in your career and in developing your career as you do. So what, next question, what growth plans does the clinic have for you and for them? Now, growth doesn't necessarily mean more professional staff. It could, for example, mean diversification into tech. Is the clinic forward thinking or is it just taking one day at a time, which is understandable in the current climate, but still vision is important. So what visions does the clinic have and are they visions that you can align yourself to? Is this where you want to be two years, three years, five years down the track with your career? Diverse team. It's critical you get how important it is to have old people on the team. I get that sometimes that's not what you want to hear as a new grad, but believe it or not, most of them, most of us, do know what we're talking about from time to time. Right now, fresh out of university, with a bright and shiny degree, you've got all the theory and the technical knowledge. Now you need to get the experience. And that's where people who are as old as me, or older than you, is something that you need to value. Experience isn't something that you can buy and it's not something that high intelligence, which is what you'll have, can make up for the lack of. So please look for and be excited about a team that has a cross-section of experience, cultures, genders and attitudes in it. Because the more diverse the team, seriously, the more you will benefit. If everyone is the same as you, you won't grow. When everyone's the same as me, I won't grow. So you need to have people around you who will challenge you and encourage you and even require you to think differently to how you think now. 
I'm not saying that you have to take on everything that other people are talking to you about, but you need to have your mind open through other people's experiences. So if there are a few great head people on the team, embrace the thought of how much you can learn from them if your attitude is open to growth. And I'm hoping it is. I'm hoping that your career will be everything that you dreamed it will be. I hope you found this helpful. I'll be spending some time at Massey over the coming months. So if you're listening to this podcast, this episode, please come and introduce yourself to me because I'd love to meet you in person. If you have ideas on subjects that you'd find helpful, likewise, let me know because I'm always open up for different topics, different subjects to talk about and guests to interview. So please let me know. Thank you for listening. This is Julie South signing off and inviting you to be the most fantabulous vet med professional that you can be. Remember to stay tuned right to the end of this podcast to hear about the surveys and the thank you prizes that we've got running right now. Take care, stay healthy, kakiti anō, God bless.